Hey, what's going on, everybody? Tim Castleman here, and welcome to another edition of the Two Drink Tim Podcast, special edition, Shit Show Chronicles, Volume 5? Volume 5. Let's just get right into it. Let's. I'm all business today, ladies and gentlemen. I got a to-do list, damn it, and I'm checking it off left and right. So, when I last left you, dear listener, in the wonderful saga, which is... Uh, the uh, the ongoing saga, if you will, of Alicia Castleman leaving me. Uh, she had just randomly shown up at my door to express to me that she was a good person, despite the fact that she left the marriage, took the money, took the dog, hired an attorney, agreed to pay half the bills, then went back on her word. Like, that stuff in Texas we take serious. Like, your word... There's still people here uh, that will shoot you for not keeping your word. Guarantee you, there's someone here in Texas. Hell, I know a guy getting sued. Getting sued over his word because he agreed to do something verbally. Yeah, long legal situation. Well, you know, long legal situation. Not a, not a lawyer. Uh, certainly, again, just like to start all of these off this, uh, similar or the same to express yourself that, you know, this is just my opinion of what I believe happened to me when Alicia Castleman left me. Now, I'm a pretty good expert on me and the things that happened to me, especially around traumatic events like your wife abandoning an 11-year relationship. Um, But I do still encourage you to do your due diligence and to check things out and to, uh, you know, talk to all parties involved before forming your opinions because maybe, possibly, I have everything wrong, Right. Maybe as I sit here and record this podcast at 11.28 in the morning, stone cold sober, maybe somehow I have delusionally made something wrong. So you do your own due diligence. But when I last left you, she had just left my house. I had already had to tell all my parents. One thing I forgot in the last episode, by the way, is that she was nice enough to send my mom a text saying goodbye. She was really good about texting people. I mean, when she left me, that's how we communicated, was via text. So she was really good about, like, hey, after the fact. Because I feel like that's what you do in an appropriate situation. And maybe this is the new reality, I guess. But, you know, when you have a family, just take me, right? Let's just go ahead and say I'm the asshole. Let's go ahead and say I'm doing that. But when you have a family that a few months after you start dating their son... They buy you all new tires for your vehicle because one day they notice your vehicle needs tires and you don't have the money to pay for them, right? Uh, When you do that, when you have parents that don't borrow money on the regular, like someone's set of parents did, um, when you have parents that every other year take you to Vegas on vacation and spoil you with diamond necklaces and earrings and shopping trips and things like that, when you have parents like that, in your life. I feel the best thing to do to show them the ultimate respect is that after you leave their sp- their son, we were married, that'd be creepy, is to send them a text being like, hey, thanks, but YOLO and stuff, right? I have no idea what the text said. I didn't ask to read it. It's not a text to me. I got plenty of those texts to read myself. So, I keep talking about the bar incident, and we are going to get to it, but I need to I need to get you caught up, right? Um, so yeah, so let's, I, man, where do we even begin? Um, uh, yeah, okay. I'm just trying to think of, of logic. I'm actually looking at a calendar right now. 
around so after Alicia and I had decided, hey, we're done, right? We didn't really decide. I wanted to keep going. She didn't. Um, after she decided that she was done and everything looked like that, I started to date again. Uh, I went to, actually, I know exactly what happened. I went to the Funnel Hacking event. Uh, by that time, I told a few people in private there. And one of my friends, uh, Josh, was like, hey, man, are you on, like, all the apps? I'm like, what are you, apps? What? Huh? He's like, yeah, Tinder, Bumble, me for guys. So he download. he takes my phone. He's like, just sit over there, idiot. And uh, he downloads it. He sets up my profile. He's like, dude, here's my profile. Here's the one that I did. Change this, change that, do this, do that. I'm like, great, okay, awesome. Uh, so, so he does all of that for me. He sets them all up, uh, and I start matching with people and doing all that. In retrospect, dating this soon was, was probably a mistake. But the other part of that is, and I'm not saying this is the healthy reason. I'm just telling you this was my reason. I'm lonely as fuck, Okay. I went from having a full-time human being around me 24 hours a day plus four dogs to now having two dogs around me plus myself and my thoughts in the creepy, eerie silence of just me. Just nights where super-duper dark. Super-duper dark, right? Uh, in terms of like no, you know, no TV on, no, just all the day-to-day hums of life that have disappeared when somebody decides to just be like, deuces, I'm out. Um, so I start dating. I start dating. I, I start trying to figure that out. The other reason I start dating is because I know that, unfortunately, I'm going to have to do this again. Again, my ex has told me she doesn't want to get back with me. She doesn't want to be uh, married to me any longer and has shown all steps, hiring an attorney, moving out of the house first, and now starting with a duplex. Like There's nothing that is, is telling me, hey, I really want to stay married to you or I really want to work on this. Never been back to counseling then or now. Um, all of those things. So I start dating, which I don't think is a big deal because remember, we've had this talk and when she says I'm out, I'm like, okay, here's the ground rules as I see them. You agree, we agree, we pinky swear, we're single from this point forward, we can date, just don't rub it in each other's faces, etc., etc. So I start doing that. I think, you know, because I'm a person of my word, uh, that that's that's what happens and that what that's what means. So I, I meet a very uh, uh, very lovely young lady. I actually happen to meet a series of two very uh, cool ladies, each with different and unique uh, personalities, backgrounds, and relationships, which I won't get into. But one was more of a traditional dating arrangement, uh, you know, and I, I took her to Dallas and, you know, I, I tried to do the dating thing as I knew. P- turns out, by the way, I date really well. That's what this girl told me because, like, I took her to, like, a really nice restaurant the first time we met and took her out of town, like, a couple weeks later and she was like, I've never had anybody like you date me. And I was like, but wait a minute, I'm a monster, don't you know? Alicia Castleman thinks I'm a monster, so I can't be this perfect human being that you keep claiming and I can't be the monster. Chances are I'm probably somewhere in the middle, right? Uh, so we start dating. Uh, we start doing this. Uh, I also, I think I told you guys, if I didn't, I'm having some health issues. Uh, I go to the doctor. I find out, it turns out, I'm not dying. Yay, not dying. Yay, 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 yay. Big fan of not dying. Uh, I just have super, super low vitamin D uh, and a couple other health issues. You know, the fact I'm fat and probably need to work out once in a while. All, all of the things. By the way, I went to the doctor and he's like, how you doing? And I'm like, doc, I'm terrible. Like, my wife left me and all. He goes, oh, yeah, I know. And I'm like, what? And it's because we had the same doctor. She had probably been in there. 
before. You know, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm glad that the whole world knows that now. That's that's awesome. Um, but, uh, he, you know, so I start telling my, my tale of woe to him. He's like, yeah, let's get some blood, figure it out. Uh, so while uh, that happens in the middle of March, I'm just looking at my timeline here. Uh, that happens in my, the middle of March. Uh, I go to my Mile High Mastermind at the end of March, have a great time. While I'm there, I get a call from the doctor's office telling me I'm not going to die. Thank you, Jesus. Right? Not not dead. Just need to get some more sun and do some different things. Uh, but the lady does tell me. She goes, by the way, I called your wife, who she technically still was my wife, and she made it perfectly clear that she didn't want to hear anything about you or your medical records and that it was no longer any of her concern. Which, like, I get it. I understand that because we are headed of that direction. But at the other hand, it's like, what if I was dying? Hmm? Hmm? Person I've spent the last 11 years with? What if I was dying? Like, what if I really needed someone to be like, oh, hey, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, what what if I, what legitimately, what if I thought I, I, you know, I had cancer or this? All the things I put in my head, thanks to WebMD, what if all those things came true? Um, so we do our Maha Mastermind, we do all that, uh, and then we come to the tough times. See, because now... We're at the beginning of April. And up until this year, in April, was my wedding anniversary. And because we're not Facebook friends and because we're certainly not texting back and forth, that day goes by. That day goes by with no contact between us, no emails, no anything. I do post because the girl I was seeing at the time got me this very nice journal and writing instruments and was like, hey, I was thinking about you. Super sweet girl, just a real awesome girl. Just wasn't the time for us to connect, unfortunately. I think six months, a year, two years down the line, I think we would have been fired. Just was wrong time, unfortunately. Uh, in fact, uh, as I'm saying that, I'm leaning over. I'm actually looking at the journal right here. Um, that's super cool that I have that. Um, so, yeah. So she gives me this journal that on the cover of it has chapter two. So I make a post on Instagram. The reason I do it on Instagram over Facebook is that uh, I think I had at the time like less than 500 followers on Instagram. So I just didn't, um, you know, I, I needed to say something. I needed to get it out there, and I didn't want it to be seen by the whole world. So I post it, think nothing of it, and just kind of do that. And I think it's that weekend or the next weekend that the story that I've been teasing goes down. So here's what happens. I go, uh, actually, I know exactly when it was. The old 97s were in town. I just know because that was a concert. My friend was playing, and he's like, man, you got to come uh, hang out and, and, you know, come see the show. So he was playing with them, and I was like, fuck, yeah, I'll go. I, I love the old 97s. Uh, I, I see some friends that I haven't seen uh, in several years there. We reconnect. I tell them what's going on. They're like, what the fuck, and all that good stuff. So concert's great, we have a good time, we're hanging out, we do our thing, we leave, uh, not sorry, we, yeah, we leave the venue, uh, the, the concert venue, but out back, they have a patio area, so I'm sitting out there, having a couple drinks with some friends, shooting the shit, talking, doing all that stuff, and, and let me lay out the, the following sequence of events, so I'm out back, we're out, they're smoking some cigarettes, I'm having a few drinks, we're talking at this big round table, I meet this young lady, uh, I said, hi, I'm Tim. She goes, hi, I'm Molly, like the drug. And I laugh, and I'm like, I can tell what you're into, just making a joke. Again, I have no game. I don't know. This could be the best opener ever, or it could just be like, hey, pretty lady, how you doing? How you doing? 
How? I mean, I know it's not a dick pic. Like, apparently all the guys like to send that, which I don't get. That's an aggressive mood. Be like, hi, I'd like a double latte and for you to look at a picture of my hammer. Thank you. Thank you very much. I call him Mini Thor. Thank you very, thank you very little, literally. Uh, so I meet her, we're talking, and then suddenly I get a tap on the shoulder. And I turn around, expecting it to be my friend who so I've been hanging out with all night, maybe asking me to go get a beer or whatever. I turn around, and there's Alicia Castleman standing right in front of me in my favorite bar, right? I mean, just I just want you to think about this for just a second, okay? Someone who I haven't seen in months, by the way. The last time I saw her was when she came over to tell me how, how good of a person she was. And how I shouldn't judge her based on her actions, but more on her words. Even though she was judging me on my actions and not my words. Anyway, I digress, right? So, she's there. And I'm like, hey, what, what are you doing? And she's like... She's like, I'm down here because my best friend is getting married. And that's true. One of her friends was getting married. Uh, the wedding was coming up, I think, at the end of April. I don't even remember around that time. Um, and they were down there doing their bachelorette party. And it's pretty clear within seconds of talking to her that she's hammered, right? Which I don't begrudge her because, you know what, I've been I've been drunk plenty. Hell, I've been drunk this year, I'm sure. Uh, there's been plenty of times when I've had conversations with people, and the next day I go, uh, maybe not the best time. Um... So I grab my phone, because my phone's buzzing in my pocket. I grab it, and I look, and I saw that I had missed three or four texts from her prior to her showing up. One is a photo of her, fully clothed, okay? she, Yeah, trust me, she wasn't into those other type of photos. Not with biblical-based sex, Alicia. Not, not going to happen, right? Like, what do you mean lights off missionary isn't the most exciting thing that, that we can do sexually? But I digress. Um... So, yeah, sorry. I just went another rabbit hole. My brain was like, yeah. Um, so there's a photo of her, and she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're done with me, but I still think you're a hottie. I'm like, mm, that's weird. Okay. So come to find out that, you know, she's down in the same area that I am because they're doing a bachelorette party in the same neighborhood that, that my favorite bar is in. Good for them. Great. Didn't know. Didn't intentionally or unintentionally plan it. There you go. So, um She's like, so I know all about you and this other person that you're dating. And I saw your Instagram post about moving on, and that really hurt. It's like, really? That, that really hurt you? Why don't you try being left once and see how that affects you? See how that goes with you. See what you're willing. Yeah, see how that... I'm sorry that me posting about me moving on affected you more than you leaving me did, right? Like, how fucking dare you? But anyway... That happens. She says those words. She goes, I know all about you. And, and you know, I know you're dating again. And I can't believe you're dating. And, you know, I'm not okay with it. But as long as you two aren't having sex, I don't even know how she finished the rest of her statement. Because you know what happens next, ladies and gentlemen. I go, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Alicia. I'm fucking the shit out of that girl. Okay, I didn't say that. In my head, I thought it. What I did say is, Alicia, we are having sex. And, of course, when you tell a girl that has broken up with you that you have moved on, or, or are in the process of moving on, because I haven't moved on, and having sex with someone else, they react in the most emotional, 
well-thought-out way, right? They never lose their shit. They never get upset. They just, hey, calm, cool, rational, that's what you call me. Or you immediately get the tears and the waterworks and I can't believe that you're already dating and having sex with someone else. Am I going to have to worry about STDs? That's what she asked. To which, then I have to serve up line number two, which only helps improve the situation, which is, no, you're not going to have to do that. One, because we're clean. Uh, two, because uh, we're not together anymore. Like, I seem to think that maybe you forgot that part where you, like, somehow you have forgotten the part where you left the marriage and the part where you told me that you didn't want to get back together. And and if not the, as my fan goes on as I walk around, I have a portable headset. I just took a piece of glass out of the bottom of my foot. Didn't cut me, but I just wanted to throw that away. So that's why I heard the little fan there. I apologize. Um... Yeah, so you left me, you took the dog, half the money, you moved to your sister's house, and then you moved into a duplex out of your sister's house after you refused, after you stopped paying half the bills, and you're mad at me because I'm moving on. Like, that didn't make any sense. And I felt really bad because my friends were there and they wanted to talk, and, and we couldn't because now I had to deal with this situation in front of me, which was that my ex is drunk in front of me, upset at me that I have moved on, even though I didn't want to move on. I, I didn't ask you to leave me. I certainly wanted to reconcile with you. You just said no, so I'm just respecting your wishes. So anyway, this all happens. Holy crap, this happens. I can't believe it. Um... So she's there, you know, talking, doing her thing and explaining to me. And, and she's like, you know, I had to unfollow you on Instagram because it was just too hard, too hard to see all the photo updates. And I can't believe you're dating and you're moving on. And I can't believe you're having sex with the women, stuff like that. And she's like, OK, well, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. And I'm like, OK, all right. Well, you know, high five. Good seeing you. And uh, give her a hug. And, and I think that's the end of it. So I go back to my conversation uh, with my friends two, three seconds, or two, three minutes later, who appears like the second coming, not Jesus, but Alicia Castleman again, and she's like, hey, hey, I'm pretty drunk, and I don't feel safe, like, can you walk me back to where my friends are, and I'm like, you know what, I'm a fucking gentleman, for first and foremost, sure, love to, so I stumble hold uh, her back to where she goes, supposed to go to this piano bar we go there oh no they're not here uh they're they're next door so i'm like okay i'll walk you there and we're about three steps from the entrance and she stops me and she goes stop 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 right here she goes okay listen listen you can't go inside with me i'm like what think about this for a second this because this is how i'm thinking you showed up to my favorite bar interrupted my night got mad at me because i'm moving on after you told me to move on Ask for my help, and now that I've given you that help 99% of the way, you don't want me to walk you in the bar. And why don't you want to walk me in the bar? Because my friends, my friends are going to be mad at me for talking to you. They're already mad. See, she abandoned, seems to be a little bit of a pattern here, her wedding party, her wedding party. She abandoned her wedding party so she could go find me. And now she's like, yeah, they can't see me with you. They'll be really mad at me, and they'll be upset that I'm talking to you, and all of these things. So I need your help. Okay, thanks for getting me out of danger or making sure I got home safe. Now I need you to go before anyone else sees that I did that. 
Who the fuck does that? I want you to understand why this is such a mindfuck. Maybe, maybe that's what people, other people do rationally, but again, up until January 12th of 2017, I thought I was married to the Pope, uh, Jesus incarnate, the, the, the number two person who would never do any of the things that have transpired since then. Would never even think of doing that. But she doesn't. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, have a, have a great time and good luck to you. So I treat her less than a human being when it's convenient for her, but when she needs my help, suddenly I'm the greatest thing ever and the great white uh, hope, you know, and the, the great white knight and doing all, you know, get me, get me back safe. When she needs that, I'm perfectly fine. Um, so I go back to the bar and I talk to my friends. And my friends actually, um, <coughs> excuse me, yeah, just get a little choked up when it comes to that. Not really. Sorry, I don't want to cough in your ear twice. First time's fine. Second time's just rude. Um, so, where was I? Oh, the friends that I was with at the old 97's concert had gone through their own separation. She had moved out as well, but they had reconciled. Not only had they reconciled, they were actually, now they live in another state, seem to be doing very, very happy. I don't know how they were able to reconcile things, and we weren't, but they were. So I run it by them, and I'm like, I need, you know, I need as neutral as you guys can. And they're like, no, I think you're fine. I think she's the one that might have a few issues. Because I was like, whoa, I was like, if this all happened, and I just lay it out. You know, we had this conversation, and we talked, and we this, and we that, and we agreed that we were going to be single, and, you know, and all of these things, then, it, you know, it, is it okay that I'm dating? In term, I mean, like, I'm basically like, okay, we agreed to be single, so it's all right for me to act like I'm single and date other people. And it was kind of totally fucked up that she showed up to my favorite place, asked for my help, and then ditched me the second that others might be looking, right? And they were like, yeah, that doesn't seem exactly uh, Christian-esque, if you will. And I bring that up a couple times only because that's a big deal to my ex, not a huge deal to me, you know. When we were together, majority, she didn't go to church. She did before, and she she got back into it. And it was her thing, and she loved going to church. And she loved volunteering, and she wanted to do Bible studies in church, 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 church. But when I talk to all these people who are members of churches, and I'm like, hey, this is what my spouse did. They're like, you know that's not Christian, right? Like, that's not very Christian-like. And I'm like, again, that's not for me to get into, okay? Uh, karma will take care of itself, I have no doubt, uh, when it comes to my ex. Um but I just, I, I mean, I, I just continued to be uh, lost, uh, lost of words. From someone that was very sure of their thoughts, actions, opinions, whatever, I felt like from January 13th on, uh, I'm very much a pinball, kind of just moving around, getting hit from thing to thing, and just being like, all right. And I just felt like I was getting bounced off the rocks again, uh, so to speak, with this. So that happens. Then the next day I wake up to a, I'm sorry about last night text. That's all. Even shorter than her letter. Even shorter than her letter. And when I when I tell her, hey, don't worry about it, right? Don't worry about it. That was it. It wasn't like, hey, I appreciate understanding. It was just like, hey, I'm sorry about last night. Don't worry about it. That was it. It was just like, okay. You know, when... I just feel like if the roles had been reversed, and I keep going back to that just because, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm just wrong. Again, it's the free therapy part here. I just don't understand how if I did the same things that were being done to me, that I I would be looked on as a guy, as a piece of shit. But I feel like women, 
would be like, this girl's brave. This girl's amazing. This girl, I can't believe it. Like Oprah would want to do an interview. Be like, girl, you left him. Girl, tell us all about it, right? So, little girl, okay, so he was gone. And you, you, you broke out of that house. You, you broke free. You found your authentic being, right? So he stopped beating on you. And she's like, wait, no, Oprah, he didn't beat on me. Oh, I'm sorry. So he stopped cheating on you. Be like, no, Oprah, he, he didn't do that either. Be like, so he like... He had you locked in a basement somewhere? No, 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 he didn't do do that either. Like, well, what what exactly did he do? Well, I'm just imagining this interview through Oprah and Alicia. And be like, well, Oprah, listen, here's what he did. He was emotionally uh, unavailable at times. He was quick to anger. He was always seemed to be unhappy. And in between being a world-class asshole and a monster, he did manage to take me to several continents, uh, several vacations. Uh, he also never said no when my parents or family members came over to borrow money. Uh, he gave my parents, you know, like he gave one of my sisters a, a brand new like two thousand dollar laptop he gave you know my mom this you know all all of these things and i get them i get that they're physical things right you're like well tim you're 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 you know you're trying to justify your action with it no i'm just saying like i i agree in some areas of the relationship definitely got a failing grade but it's not like i was a monster completely and i certainly didn't feel like i was such a monster to deserve the lack of respect towards me to tell me all these that you wanted to end it and have all these things happen especially in light of the fact that she knows that those are two of my biggest issues abandonment and money and she knows because I went to therapy for many years and am still in therapy for it uh, and I'm sharing it with her so it, it's just one of those things like you knew what this was going to do ahead of time you decided to do it because you have this narrative in your head of, of the person you think I am when in fact, everyone else, I would say a majority, I won't say everyone else, I would say a majority of the people of the world would disagree with her assessment. So yeah, so that all happens. Uh, and that's the sometime in April because, oh crap, things are heating up because we've got dates on the docket for us to meet and the divorce is looming so we are less than one month away from things being finalized but before that happens we have one final meeting between Alicia and I and we have my trip to Paris and we have the resolution and the finale if you will of the marriage of Alicia Castleman and Tim Castleman and sadly, dear listeners, there is no white knight. There is no one coming to save us. We will not avoid the iceberg. This thing is going to end. So I think the next one is going to be the last one for the two Drink Tim Chronicles, uh, Shit Show Chronicles wrap it up in a nice little bouquet for you to enjoy and I'll be sure to share everything with you along with the finale and the conclusion of our marriage in the next episode so until that time my friends I'll talk to you real soon